What's going on, everyone? Welcome back inside another episode of Big Easy in the Big Apple. It's your host, Chris Rosvogel. As always, follow me on Twitter at Rosvogel Report and on Instagram at Saints underscore podcast. Now, for this episode, we're going to have another NFL draft interview, this time with the running back, uh, Napoleon Maxwell from FIU. Really, really good story. We're talking about a guy who came out strong in college and then suffered back-to-back seasons with ACL injuries. And for most people, that might be it. That might be the end of your career. You might think about walking away. Not Napoleon. He comes back, plays really well in his final three seasons with FIU. And now he's got a chance to get drafted. Um, And at the very least, you'll see him on an NFL roster next year. Uh, Really great guy. Even better story. Um, And I wish him all the best. And you're going to hear that interview in the second half on the show. But for now, let's talk about the most um, important and the biggest trending topic right now going on with the New Orleans Saints, and that's what the heck is going to go on with Taysom Hill. Where is Taysom Hill going to sign? For how much? What's the deal? And here's how I see it. This whole Taysom Hill thing, it, it's one of two things. It's one, Sean Payton really does believe he has the next Steve Young, quote-unquote, in the building, which I don't see how that happens, but I'll I'll see that part of the argument in a little bit. I'll, I'll choose both sides, and I'll advocate for both, um, and then I'll let you know what I think. And then there's the other side where it's just a giant smokescreen. It's Sean Payton saying, this guy's great. This guy's great. Oh, we got to make sure we resign him. And then if someone takes him, he takes the draft pick and says, thank you. Have a nice day. And I think that's a legitimate argument because Sean Payton has fooled many people in years. This is the same guy that told the media, we're not interested in Antonio Brown, brought in Antonio Brown for a workout. People said, what happened to those prior quotes? And he said, I probably lied to you. Like, that's the type of guy Sean Payton is. And there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. I should mention, there is nothing wrong with Sean Payton saying, hey guys, you're going to look left and I'm going to go right. That's fine. Misdirection is such an important thing. Bill Belichick's made a living off of it. The other thing, and I think this is probably the situation that I might be leaning towards more, is that he genuinely thinks Taysom Hill can be a starting caliber quarterback in this league. He has said since day one when Taysom Hill got there, our next quarterback's in the room. He said he can be a franchise quarterback. The only reason why I think there's a better chance that he believes that than he's trying to fool everyone is there is no way, and maybe there is, maybe he's that insane, but I find this hard to believe that for the last three years, Sean Payton thought, man, I'm going to build this kid up so someone could trade a high draft pick for him. Like, I don't know if that's how it works. Um, And for the fact that when he picked up Taysom Hill off waivers in 2017, said he could be the next guy, clearly he saw something there that he likes. Now, as you see him progress, I think it's fair to build that smoke screen. I think it's it's safe to say after that Minnesota game, Taysom Hill's stock will never be higher on the market than today. And that helps Sean Payton's argument if he's trying to make a, se- a sale and say, give me your first for Taysom or give me your second for Taysom. I think that's fair. But for him to build him up so early in his career without proving anything, without proving he's a good receiver, without proving he can run the football... I think that shows that clearly there's attributes there that Sean's a big fan of. But here's the issue. Taysom Hill 
is already 29 years old. He's going to be 30 in August. He's only attempted 13 passes in his career. And I think a lot of people are so quick to say, oh, well, he looks great. He never makes mistakes. I totally get that. But here's the problem. Taysom Hill's always in a position to succeed. He's on the field in situations where the defense is expecting on a run. He's on the field where it's either a quick pass over the middle or a deep shot. And he's on the field where most of the time he's just grabbing it and taking a motion to the right or a motion to the left and running the football hard. So the margin for error is so, so, so slim. And, and the chance of him screwing up, it's just not going to happen. So we always see him in there when he's going to perform well, when he's going to shine because Sean Payton is maximizing his potential on each individual down that he's in. So I think people have to realize Taysom's a heck of a football player. I am a big fan of Taysom. I've been a big fan of his, but to think that he's just definitely going to be a good quarterback because we've never seen him mess up. I think that's just false because we haven't had the chance to see him mess up. He doesn't play a full-time starting role with his Saints team. They move him around. They find ways to get mismatches and they exploit it. But it's still tough to say right now that he's a franchise quarterback. What do I think will happen, though, is a different story. I think Taysom's back with the Saints. I think the Saints put a first-round tender. I don't see a team giving up a first-round pick for him. And then that means they have him back, whether that means he's backing up Breeze, sharing time with Breeze, or starting next year. He'd be back. And a lot of people on Twitter say it was the funniest thing in the world. I tweeted out, the storyline that intrigues me most is Teddy Bridgewater. Because Breeze is returning or retiring. Taysom's either going to be on the on the tender to play or he's going to get traded for a first-round pick if they slap the first-round tender. And everyone starts tweeting at me, oh, Chris, you're an idiot. You can't get a first-round pick for Taysom Hill. Yes, you can. You guys are the idiots. Like, And not you. If, you. if you didn't tell me that, fine. But if you actually told me that, you are an idiot. Because here's the deal. Saints slap a first-round tender on him. If you sign Taysom to a deal... The Saints can match. If the Saints choose not to match, they get your first-round pick. That's how this game goes. Thank you for playing. Sean Payton wins. That's what he probably wants, if I had a guess. Um, and and I think the craziest thing this offseason, without a doubt, would be if that happens. Because if the Saints got two first-round picks, now anyone who wants to make the argument that the Saints can trade up for Tua or for Burrow or for Herbert, whatever you want, it's not like realistic, but at least you have some substance behind that. Because if you tell me right now that the Saints with pick 24 are definitely going to trade up and get Burrow or getting Tua or Herbert, I'm going to laugh in your face. But if they got two first-round picks, we could talk shop now. We could talk about what the Saints could potentially do. Um, and I think that's really interesting. So I really want to see what happens there. Um, and it's going to be something to watch. But like I said, if I had to predict, Taysom comes back. I think Breeze is back for one more year. Um... And I think Teddy goes elsewhere, and we'll see how that all plays out. And and last thing here, before we go into break, before I bring out the interview with Napoleon Maxwell, I need people to realize that certain media members do what they do because they are getting, basically helping out someone. For example, Mike Florio is probably helping out Taysom Hill's agent by pushing his client. Or Mike Florio and Jay Glazer might be helping Sean Payton by putting out information there to see, oh man, you know, if Sean really thinks Taysom's that good, something's in him and we might have to go uh, poach him from the Saints. Like that is something that happens. The NFL's a cold business and stuff like that is legit. And the funny thing is, everyone was talking about Taysom Hill saying, if the Saints don't view me as a franchise quarterback, I have to leave. And he got ripped for it. And I, I can't believe people even ripped him because 
The dude doesn't want to play special teams his whole career, and nor should he, and nor should he have to subject himself to a role where he's a, a just a role player. Like, he's just a guy that is a gadget player, and if he could ch- get a chance to be a starting quarterback, take it. And I love Taysom Hill, but if another team offers him a starting job, I hope the Saints just let him go take it if they don't view him as a starting quarterback. Because I want him to be able to have that chance to succeed uh, and show us what he really is all about. Because we are all we all have questions about Taysom Hill, and he's the biggest question mark in the NFL because no one knows what he really is. Um, so that's two things. One, like I said, agents, media members, they're all aligned. They know what they're doing. They're either helping out Sean or they're helping out Taysom, but it's one or the other, and they're not doing it for themselves. They're doing it for someone else. And two, don't rip the guy because he wants to start. It's his dream. Let him live it. Who the hell wants to just stick in a role where they're a gunner on special teams or trying to block punts or a gadget quarterback? It's fun for a little bit, but you know, is the price you pay worth it? Probably not. So I think that's something people have to take in consideration with Taysom Hill. Anyway, we're going to take a quick break here on Big Easy and the Big Apple. When we come back, interview with Napoleon Maxwell from FIU, and I'll break down a little bit of his film and what I like from him. Um, but first, let's take a quick break here on Big Easy and the Big Apple. And we're back inside Big Easy in the Big Apple. And first, before we get into this interview with Napoleon Maxwell from FIU, I just want to break down what I really like about him. And the one thing that stands out out to me um, about the way he plays is how quickly he's able to turn the corner. Like, I'm serious. If you turn on the film and you watch any of his big runs and you watch the way FIU uses him and the way he gets into the end zone, a lot of them is just him, one, hitting the gap really hard, and two, turning the corner before linebacker safety get to him. And I think those are attributes where I don't care if you're playing in Conference USA. I don't care if you're playing the SEC. I don't care if you're playing in the NFL. Those carry over. Now, the defenders are quicker, faster, the better. I get that. But so will he. And I think he's the type of running back where in today's modern NFL, where it's running back by committee and everyone fits a certain role, he will have a home in the NFL. And the way I look at it is you got to take a team like San Francisco, you got to take a team like New Orleans a couple years back where it's a running back by committee. So you got your Mostert, you got your Breida, you got your Coleman. None are elite. All of them are good role players to really solid players. And they all have different attributes. One is a better pass catcher. The other one can run to the outside better. One can run between the tackles better. There's things that they do and they all make them worth it. Um, And in, in a league where... You don't really pay your running backs. You need serviceable guys who fit a a certain role, and that's exactly what Napoleon does. You can pop in the tape and check it out. Um, For a guy who had a share time in the backfield, coming off two major injuries, to to have the seasons he did, have 16 touchdowns over the last two seasons, have over uh, 1,300 rushing yards in that time, he's an impressive player. I really like what I see from him on film, Um, and we're going to see. Maybe the Saints take him whether it's as a drafted player or undrafted. Maybe another team takes a shot at him. Some will, obviously, um, because he's talented. Now, he he won't be at the combine, but you're going to see him at his pro day, and that's what makes it really important. He's going to have to smash his pro day, and judging off what he told me, I think he will. But without further ado, here's that interview with Napoleon Maxwell. All right, now joining me inside Big Easy in the Big Apple is FIU running back and NFL draft prospect Napoleon Maxwell. First off, Napoleon, how's everything? I'm doing great. Thank you for asking. Now, 
I think out of all the players in the draft, you might have the most unique story. You missed time due to injury, but you return, you play at a really high level, and now you're just two months away from being on an NFL team. Has that sunk in with you yet? Uh, you know, it, just, it, it really has. You know, just being able to come back and play football after that injury has been something that I cherish. You know, just being able to play the sport, something I love. Now, was there ever a point in your career where you thought about walking away? I know you had two tough ACL injuries. Um, and if you did think about that, what kept you going? Um, pretty much after, my, after I uh, reached my ACL, I, I would say that was the moment where I thought about walking away from football. But, you know, just with the support of my family, friends, and uh, teammates, you know, they all kept me up and just told me how, how much I meant to this program, you know, here and I can make a comeback and be great, a great player. So, you know, just with those things and everyone keeping me uh, up, it just, it just kept me up and kept me going moving forward. Now, I was looking at your numbers, and each year I could see a little bit of improvement in the passing game. Is that something where uh, you're still striving to get better at heading into the draft, or uh, do you think that you've got that area handled? Uh, of course, you know, you can always get better at anything you're doing on the field. So, like, over the years, you know, I told the coach, you know, you know, I know I can run the ball, but, you know, just as you can see, as you watch every year, the NFL is changing that running back position. So, just being able to catch the ball out of the different positions, you know, it's something I want to improve on over the years. You know, going into the job, that is something I still plan to improve uh, moving forward to Cody. Now, unfortunately, I, I know it must have been tough. You didn't get an invitation to the combine, but how do you shake that off, and how do you, who has overcome so much adversity, use that as motivation going forward? Just knowing that, you know, every year spinning running back side, there's plenty of athletes out there that didn't get an invite to the combine, you know, and that doesn't, you know, that doesn't say a lot about any other athletes, you know, just, just being ready to go at Florida, you know, that just that just lets me know that I have to be that much more ready at Florida to show the scouts and GMs that I'm ready to go and that I can be the back that they need in their organization. Now, uh, there's so many good running backs to pick from, and I'm curious to see uh, what your answer would be here, but is there a running back over the course of your career that you watched tape on and you uh, wanted to model your game after? Um, over the past few years, I've been watching uh, Ezekiel Elliott and uh, Aaron Jones. You know, I like the way those two run the ball. And now that uh, Aaron Jones is actually getting into the pass game over there at Green Bay, I like the way he, he plays the game. and uh, Just the way Ezekiel Elliott runs the ball, just the way they, they play as running back to the ball. I love that Aaron Jones pick. A small school guy, UTEP, and he's been a star in the league. Um, now, let me switch gears to this past season for FIU. You guys defeated Miami. Um, first off, how was it to beat such a notable pro a program, and does it make it even better that they're an in-state rival? Of course, you know, just being, just being that it was an in-state rival made, it, made that game so much more than what, what people think it could have been. Just, being the, just going in as the underdog of, of Miami, in the Miami area, you know, it's just... It just meant so much to us to just come out with that victory. You know, we worked hard all week for that game, and uh, we had a ball before that. So for for two weeks, we worked hard to put in a game plan to go out there and beat those guys and just come out victorious was such a blessing. Now, Butch Davis has really revitalized his career at FIU. For you personally, um, how important was it to have Coach Davis for you? I believe that was a big thing for me, you know, coming back off my injuries, just being able to have a coach, you know, that, that believed in me, uh, getting back on the field and being able to uh, produce for his program was a big thing for me. And not only for, uh, just for him, but for our team, you know, just being a big part of the team, being the captain and just leading the way was, was, such, was something that I just believed in so much and that was a great feeling for me. So I, I got I to gotta bother you on this one because I was looking into some uh, information on you and I noticed on the team site that you're a big fan of fishing. Uh, what what got you into that? What was the reason behind that? Just growing up uh, on the weekends, me and my dad would just go out to the uh, 
go out to the lake behind our, uh, around our house or just go out uh, with my granddad back in the days. And just, just, that was just something we did on the weekends when we were bored and had nothing else to do. Now, last question for you, Napoleon, uh, and it's gonna be a t- it might be a little bit of a tough one for you, but looking back at your career with FIU, what would you say was your defining moment? Uh, I would say my defining moment was you know, coming off my uh, ACL, you know, just that year there was the defining moment for me, you know, uh, just, showing, just showing everyone in the uh, country that I could be a running back that, that still has uh, so much to give, and, you know, just, just being here and just, you know, just being a part of this organization, that our, our program that our team uh, developed here, just being a part of something special. You know, it, it's meant so much to me ever since I've been back on this team. I love the story that you've had, and the fact that you were able to overcome both injuries is just so impressive, and um, I know you didn't get that combine invitation, but I hope you smash it at your pro day, um, and I hope to hear your name called during the draft, but thank you again so much for your time, Napoleon, and I really appreciate you doing this. I appreciate the call. Thank you. Once again, that's Napoleon Maxwell from FIU, really talented running back, really good story, hard worker. Um, You don't have to worry about leadership qualities. He's got them. Um, he's a plug and play player immediately. He's experienced. Um, and like I said, I'm going to be dropping video of his tape, um, that I really like from his FIU days over the course of the next few days. So you can stay tuned for that on Twitter again at Rose Vogel report. Um, but other than that, that's going to end up doing it for this episode. Stay tuned for more interviews with NFL draft prospects. Hopefully I can hit a couple of saints current, um, players on the podcast in the coming months. Uh, I'll be working on that for you guys as well. Got some, uh, content ideas, that will be coming out very soon, like I've mentioned. Um, but of course, this was the first thing I wanted to tackle. We've tackled that um, pretty well so far. Um, but next stop is either, like I said, merchandise or Patreon page, but probably both at the same time. We'll see um, what flows better for you guys. But anyway, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoy the rest of your week. I hope you have a great weekend. Um, and until then, uh, let's see what happens with this Saints offseason because it's going to be a wild one. Fans are already getting pretty reckless on the timeline, but in a good way. Um, but it's going to be fun. Three quarterbacks. All of them are free agents. Let's see which ones return for next season. Thanks so much for listening, guys. I hope you enjoy the rest of your week.